Hello, and welcome to Ruining My Dad's Childhood. My name is Jason, and I was ranked second in Florida for livestock judging. And I'm Erica. I'm that one kid you saw um, blasting a broom with anime magic. Don't talk about that. And today we're going to be reviewing... Turn around. Tell me what you see. In your face. A never-ending story. An 8-bit music. So we're flipping the script today because this is a movie that I didn't really like in the 1980s, but my child did. And ironically, now I kind of do like it myself. So Erica, what is it about this movie that you loved so much? Well, ever since I was eight years old, I just thought of it as like, wow, what a magical place. What a beautiful swamp filled place. I wish that I could live in this place, but it was like... I just loved all the characters, except for Fal. Well, I mean, I liked Falcor too, but um, it was just a really cool setting and a really cool plot too. So just like, uh, yeah. well, I'll t make it simple. If you liked this movie in the 1980s and you were in eighth grade, you pretty much had to know how to fight. I mean, you have a luck dragon. Like, I I want my dragons breathing fire. A luck yeah. dragon. It was somewhere between Fraggle Rock and Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and heavy metal. Yeah, Falcor just seemed really creepy to me. I mean, like, imagine finding him in your closet after 20 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, no, like, no. Oh, no. Oh, scratch no. my ears, little boy. That's creepy. It so, is. The thing is, in the 1980s, we had a lot of toxic masculinity. Action movies and, and this concept of, you know, you have to be with a lot of different women to be a real man. And this was a kind of a challenge to that. <clears throat> Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> and your friend Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> Feral Tomcat after her. That's true. Oh my gosh. So here's the deal. With this movie, in the 1980s, most toy companies actually sponsored cartoons to sell their product. So you had like G.I. Joe made by Hasbro and Transformers, which is a stupid truck that turns into a robot. Or if you buy the older but more classical model, you'll become a carriage or horse. <laughs> Lincoln Logs. This Lincoln Log turns into a peasant <laughs> and a stick. <laughs> so here's the deal. With this movie in the 1980s, there's a lot of reasons that I had for not liking it, but most of them aren't good. So the concept was you basically have a story that's revolving around fantasy. And that was a dangerous concept in the 80s. You know, our fantasies had to be something that was overtly masculine or feminine, or it got you in trouble. D&D wasn't that bad, though. I mean, like... D&D was pretty cool, but you could never really find anyone to really play it. You know, everybody had the books, and you'd read the books, but nobody really wanted to go through all the rules. And if you did, it was just annoying. So mostly we just made characters and talked about it in my friend group. So what did you... That you Name, what are the characters that you liked and didn't like? I liked um, Bastion, but I can like I think we can all agree he made some really dumb decisions. Um, I liked Atreyu because he went through all of that stuff just to like save the Empress um, who needed a name. And I did not like the dad at all. I kind of liked Falcor's kind of like... Um, 
I liked his personality, but I did not like his voice or the way he said things. <laughs> like a middle-aged dude saying, like, hello, little boy. Step into my van. I have candy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a luck dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it had some weird aspects, but look, I'm not going to lie to you. The boy, he got some problems. Can I say some stuff about that? Say like, some stuff about okay, that. Okay, so... He goes off to school after his dad tells him, stop thinking about all this fantasy and unicorns and stuff. And when he gets there, like a bunch of like a bunch of kids his age bully him into a trash can. He gets a book from a librarian and he sees that he has a math test that day. And what he does is he says, oh, no, math test. And he runs up to the attic and starts reading and then stays there until the next attic day. Attic of the school. What kid does that? I know. Like, he didn't even go when school let Like, out. he basically stayed in there all night. He like that, did. That's, that, that's not even a plot hole. That's like a, wait a minute here. How is this a sympathetic hero? So when I looked at it, I was thinking, this little kid, his mom just died. He can't talk with his dad. He's failing his classes. He's getting bullied and tossed in trash cans at school. And he runs into a bookstore. This kid is lucky he's not turned out on drugs, okay? Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. He is not making good choices. And he is he's not facing the consequences yet. But you know when he gets home, gets off that luck dragon? Oh, my gosh. His dad are going to beat him real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to beat the Itreu out of him. Son, what did you do last night? I was reading this amazing book after skipping <laughs> math class, and it was about luck dragons and Atreyu and the Empress of Magical Fantasia. So can I tell you why I loved it now? Like, yes. I'm, I'm looking at it now as an adult, and I'm thinking, there's a lot of really deep psychology in this movie. And I'm not just saying that. Um, I'm, I mean, there's some really deep psychology. So when people talk about the nothing in that film... The nothing is taking over everything. Well, the opposite emotion from sadness isn't is if it's happiness, then the opposite of depression is well feeling. Yeah, feeling something. So he's feeling nothing. That means he's feeling the depression is taking over all of his life and it's taking over his imagination. So that's the deepness of this film. And it's like, oh wow, oh snap. I mean, Atreyu, the boy loved Indians. He I, I don't know if he loved swamps. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, how I thought of it was the book was his imagination. This was his feelings. These were all his feelings. And some parts of Fantasia were really nice and happy. But, you know, we all have this sad feeling. And it just depends on how big your big um sadness swamp is. Yeah. And the turtle in the swamp of sadness, the apathy, like he basically the turtle is saying nothing matters. If I die, at least that's something. <laughs> Turtle's got issues. Get that turtle some Prozac because the turtle is seriously depressed, doesn't talk with anyone. Um, he constantly says, not that it matters. The nothing will get us. Nothing matters. So, wow, this kid is dealing with some hardcore issues after losing his mom, not talking to his dad. And he basically, the the what Atreyu lost his horse. Yeah, his poor Artex. And yeah, he finally gets to the Southern Oracle where it was redonkulous. I mean, there's some plot holes. Like yeah. he literally, why didn't he just book? Like, why didn't he just book instead of walking slow? But what did they say? Like, be confident in yourself and you'll get through. Yeah, I mean, like, 
I know that most people aren't really confident of themselves, but I mean, at least, like, I know a lot of people who are confident about themselves. Like, they could have gotten through there at least, but. And the other thing about that is, and I thought there was a lot of symbolism in there. You had Rockbiter. Fell through my big, strong hands. Rockbiter is a cannibal. <laughs> he is a cannibal. So you had Rockbiter in there. And the deal with Rockbiter is he had survivor's guilt. Like his friends died, he survived, and he felt guilty. These are real adult emotions. So I really love that aspect. What, what did you think about Rockbiter and the other characters? I think that in the beginning, honestly, I feel really bad for Rockbiter because his friends, like, what was his name? He was like the Night Nighthob. Hob. Nighthob. He didn't really seem very nice. The Nighthob, it's really easy to place a judgment on, but nobody did. So once again, these are not concepts that were common in the 1980s. You know, you put things in classifications, you judge things. If something was bad, we called it gay. And I know it sounds terrible. Now it's 40 years later, but it it was bad. I mean, that was pretty bad. But this movie kind of addressed a lot of these things. The main hero doesn't have a love interest. Unless the luck dragon, there's something I'm not seeing there. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no. I'm the lucky dragon. <laughs> no. So I think the big image, the reason I love this movie so much now, is I see that the nothing is destroying his childhood. And by making his mom a part of his fantasy, he kind of keeps, gets to hold on to his childhood a little longer. Yeah. Um... So let's just, like, talk about the characters themselves now. Okay. Which um, one? Which ones are your favorites or least favorite? Oh, like, my favorites would have been Bastion, even though he made some really bad decisions. Um, I liked... Going to get the beaten. <laughs> yeah. I liked Atreyu. I know these are the two main characters, but they were really brave. Well, you know. Um, and I liked... I liked Falcor's personality, but the way he said things and the way he, like, the way he put them just sounded really creepy. I absolutely did not like the father, and um, I didn't like his math teacher, because I don't know why. Well, you didn't even see the math teacher. Yeah, but why would you give him a test? <laughs> like, a test. Your, your mom died. Here's a test. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the dad. What What's not to like? He wore a bow tie. What is to like? He wore a bow tie. The bow tie is... He eats his protein. He eats his raw salmonella protein. She picked that up right away. She's like, "Is he gonna? what's he going to do with that egg? <laughs> he <laughs> like, just ground the egg and drank it raw. Yeah. People did that in the 80s. I forgot about that. That's really gross. How many people got salmonella back then? Okay. So, big picture. In the 1980s, in this age group, in your age group, I would have given it a 2 out of 10. Like, I would have watched it if it was on, but it would have acted like I didn't like it. And it would have made me feel uncomfortable because, yeah, it talked about expressing your feelings and feeling things instead of just bottling them up and reading. No. Um, as an adult, I'm 7, maybe 8 out of 10. No. Like, I like it a lot as an adult. Not a Wreck-It Ralph amount, but a lot. No. How about you, Erica? I give it a nine and a half out of ten because wow. 
I really did like that. And it was it was really strong and it was really a powerful message to the viewer. But I could see how it could have been a advertisement for reading. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really did like that. Um, Little homeboy needs a therapist. He does. But can I say something about this other character I like but don't like at the same time? His name is Mr. Coriander. He's the librarian. Okay. And something I'm quoting from him is, Go away! As soon as he hears Bastion come through the door. And he doesn't even know that this is a kid because he doesn't turn around and he's on the other side of the library. Like, go away! I don't like children. Like, how do you know I was a kid? You have, like, a third eye in the back of your head? So... It was it was a very good film for the time. It was it was revolutionary, and I like it a lot now. I'm glad I saw it again, Erica. So you converted me. Our next episode, maybe watch the Flash, Flash Gordon. Maybe, yeah. Let's do that. Or Labyrinth. Labyrinth. We'll decide. Labyrinth. See you next time. Bye bye. -bye.